Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. This is World Stage with Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. World Stage indeed, exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to talk for a minute about Meryl Nass's recent post at her Substack, Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L, Nass. N-A-S-S.substack. I have not been home in 23 days. She's in Newark Airport on her way to Florida for two children's health defense events. I've had the most extraordinary series of meetings in my life. I've also done a ton of interviews. So here's what I've been up to at Door to Freedom, doortofreedom.org, which says this website contains everything you need to understand the Great Reset and the roles of the WHO and the UN in carrying it out. So Meryl recaps in her Substack, which I recommend everybody subscribe to for her heroic work in exposing more about the medical situation of the last three years. We are assisting European lawyers to improve their efforts against the WHO by providing expert second opinions. We are working with Congress members to explain how various pieces of legislation are unconstitutional and need to be revoked or reworked. These include, of course, the PREP Act, which, by the way, the WHO Treaty demands all countries add to their domestic law so that liability-free, untested vaccines can continue to be used globally. The International Pandemic Preparedness Act of the 2023 NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, and the many ways that One Health, which is part of the WHO protocols, has been inserted into U.S. agencies' rules and regulations. Vital, vital information, MerylNass.substack.com. With me this hour is my friend and boss at Trinday.com, Chris Milligan, who is also a musician, a researcher, and a writer. And since 2002, Chris has published about 180 books, including Anthony Sutton's America's Secret Establishment, An Introduction to the Order of Skull and Bones, Daniel Hopsicker's Barry and the Boys, The CIA, The Mob, and America's Secret History, the international bestseller, The True Story of the Bilderberg Group by Daniel Estelin, and Whitney Webb's one Nation Under Blackmail, the sordid union between intelligence and organized crime that gave rise to Jeffrey Epstein. Volumes 1 and 2. Chris also published my book, God, School, 9-11, and JFK, The Lies That Are Killing Us and the Truth That Sets Us Free. And at Trine Day, not only will you find these amazing books, you'll also find Chris's podcast, The Journey, Conversations with Publisher Chris Milligan, about 138 episodes, each about a half hour, an in irreplaceable, invaluable curriculum. Listen to those conversations with so many of his authors and get more than a glimpse behind many, many curtains. Thank you very much for joining me this morning, Chris. How are you? Um, I'm just fine. How are you? How are you? I'm very fine as well. You graced me with your presence 
last January as my very first guest on this show, my very, very first hour. And then in mid-year, uh, you came back. And now I, uh, two things. I want to hear your take on what's going on in the world. And then also I'd like to uh, do a, you know, a, this is your life of trying day and really pull out of you what it has been like for 21 years more or less to get these books out into the world the amazing people you've met who've written these books and what's what is your take on the uh the state of the country if we want to focus on america certainly the world and what's what's most important to you about all of the above so which and from what angle would you like to approach uh, this kind of a conversation? Well, uh, change is happening. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of one of the, the most constant things out there is change. And, and, you know, you have lots of different people <laughs> that are jockeying for a position, uh, you know, uh, for the future to control uh, the future, not just, you know, uh, your future, but your your children's future. So uh, you have, uh, you know, uh, you have sovereign countries, you have uh, secret societal organizations, you have corporations, uh, and you have criminal gangs. Okay, and it's it's my contention that the uh, and 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 secret societies talk about it themselves. They talk about that they have. Uh, uh, different uh, dark periods and whatnot. And you have, you know, uh, with history, you have uh, uh, cycles. And, and within those cycles, you have uh, people being born and, and people being die. Uh, and you have organizations uh, that come to the fore and then go to the wayside uh, and different things. So uh, I, I'm very hopeful. Basically, what I've seen is you had a very strong uh, secret societal um, control mechanism uh, working from about uh, the late 1800s uh, to about the early 2000s. And then because of uh, oh the personal computer and the internet, because, uh, you know, my main uh, research started on a subject I call CIA drugs. And uh, you know, I would talk to military people and, and uh, intelligence folks. And, and uh, uh, early on, it you would find people and, you know, sometimes uh, you would be telling them what they had been done. Sometimes, you know, they, uh, you know, it took them 20 years to figure out why they were uh, doing what they were doing. And, and but then uh, starting in... Uh, on the late 2000s, I started to get contact from uh, people that were uh, operational and uh, they were figuring out what they were doing and they were um, rebelling uh, to, a, to a certain extent. So uh, and so how I look at it, you have a, a situation where you have a, a secret societal uh, level and then your, your next level basically is, is sovereign countries. And um, uh, that started to to break apart, and so that that makes the uh, uh, the sovereign countries uh, have have more control. And then you kind of have a, a a mushy thing in between that. You have these criminal gangs 
that have developed be, and, and basically out of uh, the drug trade. Again, there's a, a great book called uh, um, uh, The Opium and, and the Global Economy by uh, Dr. Carl Trockey out of Australia uh, that shows uh, the effect of uh, what drugs have because you have, uh, if, if you're sitting at the end of a drug run, okay, you get uh, not only intelligence, you get you get big piles of money, and and when you have these big piles of money, you're able to destabilize uh, the political situation in your country, and it's and it's not just uh, you know uh, the CIA that uh, works with uh, you know uh, drugs. You also have the, the situation where. Most every intelligence service of any country uh, in the world, uh, you know, that has uh, some sort of capability is also bringing in drugs uh, because, again, it, it creates a, uh, uh, a cash cow. It creates, it creates money that allows people to do things. And that's, you know, one thing we have here is we have, you know, people with lots of money, okay, or organizations with lots of money are able to take that money and, you know, uh, use it uh, to formulate uh, plans to either, you know, uh, continue their own existence or affect other people's uh, way of existence. So um, I, I'm very hopeful. I, I, I you know, there, there's lots of, uh, oh, uh, flim flam out there, okay, uh, that, uh, uh, is going about, but the the main thing is is, you know, how how do we how do we want to live our lives? Okay, and and how do we how do we want to do our our our, our politics? Okay, I mean, do we want to you know make people do something by a gun? Okay, or do we you know we want to have a a king tell us what to do? We want to have a pope tell us what to do? And, you know, the grand, grand experiment here in America uh, with a, you know, democratic republic is saying, you know, we want to build a government from the people on up. And, you know, it's, uh, there's plenty of forces that don't want that to happen. And so they're going to continue to try, but I'm, uh, I'm very hopeful. And I, you know, they try and tell us our, our vote doesn't count. And I'm going to tell people, you know, vote you know i mean what else are you going to do you, you're going to go out there and, and just you know shoot and kill all the people you don't like you know uh, how, how how are we going to run this 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 place well you put a lot on the table there chris and in the uh, journey podcast that we do that you do with your authors and i'm kind of like the ed mcmahon kind of moderating or whatever um i love how you you often start by ask by pointing out that we learn some things in school and maybe a church and then we go out in the world and we discover a whole different kind of facts and events that indicate a whole different kind of reality and it starts one's journey into discovering how the world really works indulge me please by telling your story along those lines well you know i'm my daddy told me some stuff i didn't understand many many years ago and, you know, he uh, had gotten involved in intelligence at the uh, age of 18 as an exchange student to China in the 30s and uh, uh, ended up 
uh, he was supposed to graduate. Well, he graduated in 39 from college and then uh, was supposed to go to graduate school in, in Switzerland. Uh, there was a war going on, so he got as far as the uh, basement of the Library of Congress, working under Archibald McLeish, who's a member of the Order of Skull and Bones, and was told to become a, uh, an expert on the Philippines. And that led him on into a 20-some uh, year into intelligence, uh, where um, he was in COI, he was in OSS, he was in G2. Uh, and then he was in, in CIA, he was branch chief, head of all of East Asia Analysis Office. Um, and then he went covert for a while. Um, and he got into, a, he was in a position that he had a wide enough and, and deep enough view that uh, he would have had to been on board with the drug running. And he wouldn't get on board with that and tried in to- South, In uh, Southeast Asia, right? Right, right, yes. Yeah. And so he, uh, he 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 left him, and then, um, like he told me, he said he left him soft in 57, hard in 59, and he, he talked to me in 1969 because he said that he had signed a paper said he couldn't talk for 10 years. And, you know, he told he said, the, took me in a room with this uh, professor from Vanderbilt, Dr. D.F. Fleming, and said the Vietnam War is about drugs. There's these secret societies behind it. And then he says, and communism's all a sham. These same secret societies are behind it all. It's all a big game, which really threw me for a loop and took me 20 years to uh, um, even get a handle on that part of the conversation. And that's what launched, as you described earlier, one of the first things, probably maybe the first thing, was what you're calling CIA drugs. Um, how exactly did that work then, and how do you feel that works now? Well, it was basically an extension of, of mercantile uh, drug running that had been done uh, through mercantile in interests through lots of uh, uh, different companies. Uh, one of the main ones being Russell and Company, which was the third largest in the world. Uh, and that uh, William Huntington Russell, the founder of Skull and Bones, was one of the uh, um, was a scion of, of that family. And so. Uh, it, it basically, again, it, it's a cash cow. It, it's something that gives uh, uh, people, uh, 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 you know, a big amount of money to do what you want. I mean, if you had two sugar companies and we don't, there's just one sugar trust. But if you had two sugar companies and one was bringing in cocaine and the other one wasn't, you know, uh, which one would be around? Because, you know, uh, it was uh, William Howard Taft, the son of the founder of Skull and Bones. Who, who declared opium illegal for the first time in modern Asia uh, after the Spanish-American War in, in uh, the Philippines. And then he started the Hague and the Shanghai Convention, which, you know, um, made three plants illegal, okay? Uh, cannabis, coca, and, and the opium poppy. And when you have plants that you can sell for more than gold and then uh, in some places, you can get those plants to grow for, you know, a couple times a year. Uh, you're going to be in a, in, a, in a good position. And so it was basically uh, a lot of it uh, uh, came about through uh, people during World War II uh, that were assisting uh, uh, Chiang Kai-shek because Chiang Kai-shek had worked with the Green Gang out of Shanghai. 
and had uh, really financed um, the uh, Chinese government uh, with uh, opium profits. And Chris, some of those. Chris, allow me to reintroduce you. Chris Milligan is the publisher at Trine Day Publishing, trineday.com. Incredible books showing realities behind the scenes that everybody needs to know. And right now, here is important information from TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. The double standard is out there. It's so obvious. It's so frustrating. Eric Holder gets held in contempt of Congress for defying a congressional subpoena. Nothing happens. Obama's DOJ didn't pursue it. Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro defy a congressional subpoena. Joe Biden's DOJ criminally prosecutes them. Criminally prosecutes them for defying a congressional subpoena. And now we've got congressional subpoenas of Hunter Biden and James Biden, the resident's brother. And guess what? Nothing's going to be done by Merrick Garland, Barack Obama, Joe Biden's DOJ. That's right. I said Barack Obama. Obama's the shadow president. He's not the one pulling the strings. He wasn't pulling the strings in his own administration. You know, Valerie Jarrett was his minder. Where is the Iranian-born Valerie Jarrett these days? Haven't seen or heard much of her. It's because the Democrats are smart. Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Our next steps to space. This time we go back to the moon to learn to live, to work, to invent, to create. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. With me is Chris Milligan, publisher at TryingDay.com. And Chris, you said your father left the CIA because he was repulsed by... The, what drug running the CIA was either involved in or facilitating. And, Factions and, of the CIA, not all members of right. the CIA doing it. Right. And one of the first things he blasted at you was the Vietnam War is all about drugs. Talk to me about that in a more nuanced way. How much of the war was about drugs? That That's the first question. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it it goes back to a uh, uh, a bigger uh, type of a uh, program by the uh, secret societies. Okay, in that uh, we all together as a, as a group as a as a social unit um, have fail safe devices, so we don't go just kill ourselves and go jump off the cliff. Okay, the first fail safe device is the dialectic. Okay, I call it the dark hallway. You walk down a hallway after a dark hallway, you might bump into one side, then you'll bump into the other side. I say some things that I know are true about secret societies, intelligence agencies, and, and drug running. Uh, then I find somebody knows a spook that says stuff a little bit more outrageous, put some lies in there, because by controlling the extremes, you control the middle. 
The next fail-safe device is The Cycle of Generations. There's a very good book called um, uh, Generations, A History of America's Future. Also, they did a book called Fourth Turning. And in there, they show that uh, the generation of kids that were uh, teens and preteens in the 1860s didn't cohere. They didn't come together. Okay, some of them joined the generation after, some of them joined the generation before, some of them just went off in the woods and did weird stuff. Well, um, and because of that, it made our, our, our civic uh, body uh, much weaker. We were a, a four-cycle engine only running on three cycles. It makes uh, the people in the shadows uh, easier to uh, affect our body politic. And Chris, so can I... Can I could I, I want to interject with a question or two, if I could, first about the first failsafe, the dark hallway, and then about the the generations. I've heard you describe that before, and I generally have a picture of exactly what you're talking about. But if the extremes are controlled by people behind the scenes, how is that a failsafe for we the people? Uh, it, it, it's not. It can be manipulated. That's why it, 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 it is not a failsafe. Okay. Normally, it's a failsafe if just uh, uh, allowed to, to, to operate organically. Okay. Yeah. But just like uh, the economy doesn't always act organically, you have people that are taking steps to manipulate it. That's right. Okay. That's right. So you, 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 right. you introduce the dark hallway as the dialectic which is the conversation between extremes that might happen normally, naturally, of course, as people negotiate, even, you know, well, what type of restaurant are we going to go to tonight? Italian, Chinese, when well, I have to, you know, that's a simplified example. But yeah, to be aware of the people in the shadows who want to manipulate that. And then you talked about the generation of the 1860s, right? And they didn't right, cohere. Because right. Because but my understanding is, is how they were decimated by the Civil War. And what was left was wounded traumatized if not addicted to morphine well, a, because of their injuries the the civil war also uh the assassination of a president okay because again you know uh your one unital value okay and if your president gets hit okay i mean that's 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 trauma right i mean war is trauma too okay uh, but uh, you know the assassination of a president is, is trauma okay and absolutely and, uh, and then, and then drugs, okay, uh, the, the opium, okay, and and so again, uh, and and it made our our, our civic uh, body politic uh, easier to uh, uh, influence, okay, mm -hmm. and so they mm -hmm. were able to get uh, again to the Spanish American War through false flag uh, and yellow journalism, okay, and then that uh, Chris, I I want to if we could. Stay in this uh, era for a moment, you know, post-Civil War up to the Spanish-American War, my understanding of how this were the first uh, classes, uh, Skull and Bones was founded in 1832, and I know from, from you and other reading, you know, by the 1870s, 1880s, there was, I'm going to say, an infiltration of graduates into high position of power with different court rulings, etc., that allowed the richest of the rich to really get their tentacles into the institutions of society, government, uh, culture, to leverage things in there. Uh, that's a general. That's a fair overview, right? Yes. Well. Well. To the uh, the the Civil War fomentation uh, came to the secret societal network too. In well, that, yeah. 
you have, uh, you know, uh, rich planters down in the South, okay, where are they going to send their kids to school? Okay, they're going to send them to uh, Yale and to Harvard, among other places. Okay, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. you have that that fomenting, uh, uh, fomenting, and and then again they were able to uh, through the Spanish American War, and that way they got back their cash cow. Okay, because you had to have smugglers for that opium there in the Philippines, and then again uh, he took us to the uh, Shanghai and the Hague Convention, which gave the prohibition of those. Uh, three plants, okay, and and then they were able to get in um, through uh, you know control over the legislation process. I mean, you look at the members of of Skull and Bones and and some of their allies. Um, real, real quick, and, Chris, what were those? What were those three plants? Real quick, uh, cannabis, coca, and opium. Okay, thank you. And, yeah, and 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 so and get in. Uh, a federal income tax, okay, um, and then if you you know you get you get a tax and and you know the Federal Reserve Bank, okay, so you got this these fake money per se, and so then what do you want to do? You want to get the people in debt, okay? So we have World War One and then World War Two, and World War Two they did a thing where they said, oh, you know, we got to beat those Japs and those Huns, you know. And, you know, we, we need some money, uh, but uh, it's it's a, a victory tax. But you know what? You don't even have to send it in. OK, and that's when they started withholding. OK, which raised the people, the number of people paying taxes here from about 20 percent to about 60 percent. OK, which then gives the federal government uh, more money, which allows, you know, more corruption. OK, and and so. Uh, this just uh, brings about a, a, a situation where, again, they they worked on these kids in the 1860s. Then they tried to do that again to the kids that were teens and preteens in the 1960s. Okay, uh, again, uh, we were supposed to be a pieced out, drugged out generation. We weren't supposed to cohere. But we did cohere. We cohered as hippies around a joint being smoked around a circle with a little bit of LSD thrown in. Because LSD, you can make people, you can disrupt and everything, but you can't control people like you can with, with opium. I mean, heroin, opium's pretty easy. Uh, here, kid, you want some? Oh, you want some more? Oh, well, how about your friends? Okay, so I mean, that's a very simple dynamic. Okay, and so and what came out of, out of the hippies? Uh, History Channel did a big uh, two-hour special. They said what came out of the hippies was a personal computer and the internet, and those are the tools that hmm. we all, all of us are using. Okay, to fight the corruption of people using secrecy to lie, hmm. cheat, steal. Okay, and that's the basic dynamic. Okay, but then there's a lot more. Uh, you know, once um, there's know, a, there's I, a lot more. Is this a good is this a good place to drill deeper into the 1960s, the intentional replication of the model from the 1860s with the killing of Kennedy? If you would indulge me, specifically because a couple of weeks ago in Dallas at one of the JFK conferences, and I watched on Zoom, you gave a great presentation about uh it was called swirling milieus 
And you started by talking about all the different entities and players who had some role in the assassination, kind of so that they could have that over each other, like the assassination of Julius Caesar. Lots of knives in the back so that everybody had the goods on everybody, and they, that would help facilitate the, the, the cover-up. But if you wouldn't mind, to the best of your ability, what's what's the bottom line about the secret societal orchestration and execution of Kennedy's murder in '63? Well, uh, to go to go to the deepest level, there's supposed to be an alchemical uh, formula uh, to to rule the world. Okay. And, and this uh, alchemical formula to, to rule the world, uh, the first part is to destroy primordial matter, okay? Uh, the second part is the killing of the king. The third part is to bringing uh, star matter back down to earth, okay? Uh, the first part, uh, destroying primordial matter, is uh, the atomic bomb, okay? Where did the first atomic bomb happen? It happened at the Trinity site, okay? Uh, right near the 33rd degree parallel. Okay, where did the killing of the king happen? It happened in Dallas, Texas at a ritual kill zone. If you look at Dealey Plaza, start, uh, you know, named after a 33rd degree Mason, uh, where the first uh, Masonic temple was there in, in Dallas on Bloody Elm Street. Um, it, it It's a ritual kill zone. Near um, the Trinity, more or less near the near Trinity River, yeah. Near the 33rd right. degree and, parallel, yeah. Right. And then the bringing of the star matter down is bringing the, the moon rocks uh, back down uh, to Houston. Oh, okay. And and so uh, there's 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 that. And then also mm -hmm. uh, you have, uh, you know, the story of, of, of John uh, Fitzgerald Kennedy, okay, who was the first uh, Catholic uh, president in the United States. And you have this uh, old, uh, oh, antagonisms uh between uh the catholic church and uh the masons okay and mm -hmm. and the, the knights templar okay and mm -hmm. and when the 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 papal bull that dissolved the knights templar uh happened on 11 uh slash 22 and then you have uh the animus between uh the fitzgeralds and um uh, the british uh, monarchy and so uh, there's all these uh different uh packages in that animus and then you know at its core okay what did the, what did the kennedy assassination do it changed our country big time okay because i mean it it was a mass trauma hit because just like uh we have one body okay and it's a unital value so is is a country or, or a group of people can be a one unital value and you can attack that one unital value, just like you can attack a person's body of one unital value. And now what do they do with, with, with mind control? Okay, your, your first thing mm -hmm. is, is, is trance. Okay, your second thing is trauma. And then you have ritual and role playing. Okay, and those are your, your, your main things. And so mm -hmm. uh, if you, you know, smash, you know, like you, when you do mind control on a person, you do trauma on them yeah. to split their personality okay mm -hmm. well you do trauma on a country to uh you know to split its personality in, into different things instead of being you know um 
all, all everybody's all on the same page. You start putting them all on on different pages, and, and it create, creates problems because again, what is why do the secrets? Why are they doing all of this? Why what is their what is their reasoning? Okay, and it's about control. It's about mm-hmm. control of the narrative. Okay, yeah, and control yeah. of the future. Enjoying as I do. Uh, eavesdropping, editing, posting the journey podcast that you do with your authors and learning so much. I recently read a book called Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare by Michael Hoffman III. And in my hands was so much you had recently talked on a journey episode with S.K. Bain about these type of events, these psychodramas that are meant to process the group mind just like one damages to manipulate, rebuild the individual's mind through these horrible traumatic events and rituals. And and we can see, I can see, so many are now seeing, because like you say, the internet, waves and waves and waves of such horrors. And you're publishing books by the likes of S.K. Bain for instance, the most dangerous book in the world, 9-11, as a mass ritual that fairly uh, that display the evidence supporting the thesis you just laid out. These are well thought out, well in advance, with all kinds of, to the regular person, spooky elements that it doesn't, we don't have to debate whether or not that kind of power is true it's important to know that these events are laced with these elements because they're intentionally put there by the perpetrators who either literally think these things are true and leverage power and create power or they want us to connect those dots to believe that's what they believe to to overwhelm us with the impression "Ooh, they know things that we don't and we have to not only read about these things, but we have to talk about them in conversations like this in order to get a handle on them, in order to uh, leverage the power of love and all good things. Because, well, well, since I'm on the soapbox, I believe there is a spiritual reality that is far more love and health and growth and blossoming and eternal than these ab- these aberrations of violence and manipulation and and harm so kudos sir and kudos my friend um what's your reflection on my kind of summary right there well it 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 reminds me of you know i've been going to like the jfk uh uh conventions for a while and i would talk about you know the secret societies and there's ducks put in a row before kennedy was elected and there's there's more to this and some just military guy saying hey I don't like what he's doing. Let's let, let's kill the guy, okay? And and you know when when you look very hard at at uh, uh, both JFK and 9/11, which were both uh, mass trauma events uh, done to uh, affect our body politic. Uh, you know when I look at the uh, planning of the uh, physical place where these were going to happen okay they both started basically in the 1930s okay as far as planning the 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 physical you know altar for the sacrifice in new york 
And uh, the, Chris, uh, at the risk oh, of uh, in interrupting you, let me reintroduce you. My guest is Chris Milligan, publisher at Tryanday.com, about 180 books over the last 21 years, vital essential information about much that's really going on behind the scenes. And now here is important information from TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. They say that everybody has a podcast these days, and I recently found out that Roseanne Barr has one, so I guess it's true. Now, I soured on Roseanne when she did this at a Padres game back in 1990. <laughs> Well, here she is 33 years later on a podcast, hers, with none other than Tucker Carlson. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to the Roseanne Barr Podcast. I got a good one today. I got the guest of all guests. How do you feel about Trump saying he would consider you for vice oh, president? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I put that in the category of asteroids striking the Earth. <laughs> good or bad, uh. it's so far out the side, outside of my control that I... I mean, I'm flattered. Yeah, it is flattering, isn't it? For sure. But I mean, it's hard to, you know, I've never been in politics. I've never. Would you ever do it? Would I accept? Yeah, if you really have to ask think you. About that. Um, I mean, I spent my whole life looking at politicians and commenting on them and passing judgment on them. And I've never run for, you know, room mother. And so the idea of that is so far from anything I've ever done, it's kind of hard even to imagine. I didn't hear the word no. <laughs> Did you? Thanks, Roseanne. And thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT Radio Vision. I tell my son, I love you every single day. Oh. Now, my dad has never said that to me. Not because he doesn't love me, but because culturally it wasn't comfortable for him. Now that he's a grandfather, he says, I love you to my son every time he sees him. My advice to all the fathers out there, forget the cultural restrictions. They grow up way too fast for you to waste even a single precious moment. This is World Stage with Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. And my friend and boss at Trine Day, Chris Milligan, I do the marketing for Trine Day, is with us. And... What's top of mind, Chris, based on all we've talked about so far, if you've got further commentary or should I lead us with some new questions? Well, you know, I I, I just tell people to be careful of uh, all the different quote unquote uh, news that, that's coming out today. There's a lot of uh, BS and, and so much BS is not funny. And so just be very careful. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to uh, read things and listen to things, but be very careful on on what you believe, uh, mm. because uh, there's just a lot of, lot of, lot of crap out there. Amen. And I'll and I'll underscore the urgent need for people to look at the books at Trine Day, look at the different titles of the different podcast episodes, and feast yourselves. Oh. This was a landmark year for Trine Day in many, many ways, good and actually sad. In August, a close friend of yours, Daniel Hopsicker, 
passed away and he was a catalyst for you publishing your first book and then that leading to your discovery wow there's tons of authors out there with well-researched books who can't get new york to publish them what the heck and that launched you as a publisher um if you wouldn't mind tell me tell me some things about daniel hopsicker i don't know tell me some things about or maybe just start with the basics of of how together you became friends previous to publishing his book one of your first books how did that go how'd that all happen well, well we uh met uh, on online uh, i was running a uh actually we were both on a, a email list uh, called CIA Drugs, run by a guy by the name of Bob. And as is typical on uh, email lists, there were uh, people trying to get Bob's goat and get him into situations, and and the thing uh, imploded. And so uh, uh, we were both looking to start a, another list, and I started one, and we uh, uh, became friends on that and you know he was decrying that his book wasn't being, nobody would publish it and i said i've got a computer on my desk and come on out and uh, we'll uh, uh, get it published and uh, uh, you know daniel you know he he had a uh, a show aired internationally on on nbc uh, he had uh, 13 people working for him uh, uh, the show was running uh, really good, and uh, he decided that he wanted to do an update of In Search Of, and he had heard the, of this story in Arkansas, and he thought it was just a bunch of hooey, uh, but he went out there and, and did it and got this lady in a chair, and he said, this this is a, uh, isn't just a pilot, this is a two-hour uh, uh, special and so he uh, spent all his money and brought his whole crew out there and, and made a secret heartbeat of America uh, about uh, the drug trade. And uh, his uh, agent, who was the uh, same agent of Billy Crystal and Robin Williams, uh, told him, uh, this isn't going to air, Daniel. And Daniel said, gosh, I didn't you know, do this to get anybody in trouble. And then he started working with a guy there and that guy got ran off the road. And so uh, he went to uh, some motel by the Colorado River and uh, wrote uh, Barry and the Boys. And uh, was that you know, was that the was that the story he was pursuing for his TV show? Um, no, he was uh, pursuing the, you know, uh, he had heard about uh, uh, cocaine falling out of the sky in, in Arkansas. And he went there and talked to uh, uh, the mother of one of the boys on the tracks. Uh, these kids had gotten, uh, you know, high school kids. You, you hear that there's cocaine falling out of the sky, you know, you might go spend some time out in the woods and see what's going on out there. And a lot of times when we, we track these things down, we find that the, the local muscle, okay, is generally uh, out of the sheriff's office or the uh, district attorney's office. In, in this county, it was a district attorney. And uh, it, the, the cover story got all the way up to the uh, uh, medical examiner in Arkansas that these kids uh, smoked so much pot uh, that they uh, fell asleep on a train track and then a train ran over them. Well, it just so happened that the... Uh, uh, one of the engineers, he wasn't on that 
train that night, but one of the engineers on that line was one of the fathers of one of the kids that got ran over. And so they kept pursuing it. And, um, you know, they got some independent uh, and they found out, well, yeah, one had been shot and one had been stabbed also. Okay. And uh, uh, so, uh, but, but Daniel went on, on, on a typical journey that, that most people go, they, they don't think there's anything to it. They look into it. They, they find something. Uh, and then generally people tend to go overboard and, uh, um, but he, uh, had quite the experience because, you know, he was a, he was a real journalist. Okay. And, uh, then he, uh, just kept, uh, uh, digging deeper and deeper. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, he was, a he was a funny guy. He, he told, uh, great stories about, uh, his research and, uh, I'll miss him a lot. The, the, uh, what's the, what's the bottom line of that drug story that those teenagers stumbled into? What, 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 who were the major players and what was that? If that's separate from Barry Seal's story. Well, no, it was, uh, it was Barry Seal and, and, well, the, the basic story is there, there's two big black operations of the, of the U.S. government, and uh, they both involved uh, Rockefellers. I mean, you know, if you're a Rockefeller, Bruce, you could probably do what you want, right? You know, right. Well, why did, you know, the Rockefellers, one of them went to West Virginia and the other one went to Arkansas and said, well, you guys need some help in governance, okay? It has to do with mountains okay because you know it takes a while to get in the mountains and you can do whatever you want in the mountains until somebody with a gun comes up there and says don't do it well west virginia and parts of pennsylvania were were the basic start of uh, continuance of government okay now it's spread all over the country there's a lot in california uh, and then the other big black operation was was drugs okay well, and chris one second before drugs <laughs> Flesh out for me what you mean by continuity, the continuance of government, and what's what's good or bad about that? Well, um, it uh, it allows people um, to use uh, government money and a government entity uh, for uh, secret projects. Okay, I mean we found in California where they were uh, uh, washing um, uh, what do you call it. Uh, uh, land documents, okay, at the county level, okay, and uh, you know, I mean, in in theory, continuance of government it basically means if there was a nuclear uh, war and, and and it hit D.C. and nobody was left uh, there, it it allows the federal government to uh, continue its its operations, okay. Mm -hmm. um, Is it funded? Is it funded by some of that drug money? Uh, no, it's uh, mostly funded uh, through uh, tax money. Okay. The continuance okay. of government is, you know, uh, um, uh, Rumsfeld and, and Cheney were uh, a big part of, of some of it, too. And do, uh, I, do it, I remember correctly that there's, there's something nefarious about it? There's something extra either constitutional or black project if not black budget am i right or wrong about maybe right, that? right. It's, it's 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 a it's a black budget uh project uh but you know the black budget is not always an illegal budget okay. does it, it does it, am i correct in inferring that there are there are operations happening 
far from any oversight by our representatives or the Congress? Um, I do not know. Okay. Okay. Uh, according to 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 law, uh, there is there's supposed to be uh, oversight. Uh, okay. There. Okay. okay, but so now uh, the, the Rockefellers. Drug, the drugs was a little bit more um, uh, down the line and, and, and more hidden, okay, than, than continuance of government. Okay. And I and I think I want to, I'm, I'm speeding this up just a little, Chris, because I'm watching the clock. And the, the beginning, middle, and end of the drug things happening in Arkansas and West Virginia pushing all my buttons about, you know, Barry Seal and uh, when Clinton was governor. How would you sum that up? That's how would you sum up or paint that picture in, a, in broad strokes? Well, uh, basically, uh, Bush was brought in, OK, uh, as the vice president under uh, Ronald Reagan to uh, coordinate all these different because there had been drug runs, uh, mercantile. Uh, military intelligence and, and other quasi drug runs that were happening. And uh, you started getting into uh, the late 60s and, and 70s. And, and uh, you had the DEA and the Federal Bureau of Narcotics and, and stomping on these quote unquote quasi authorized drug runs. Okay. So it was just a real mess there. And so uh, Bush was. Uh, one of his main jobs as vice president was to take all these separate drug runs and kind of give them some kind of coordination, okay, and put them through uh, the bond market in, in Arkansas. And, and Clintons were basically uh, lieutenants in, in, in the, the Bush crime family, which again goes back related to uh, the Skull and Bones drug running uh, from when it was formed and before it was formed. Okay. Is this in Daniel's book, Barry and the Boys? Uh, oh, not all of my talking is in it, but uh, Barry and the Boys uh, basically is a story of ba Barry Seal, and, and it talks about that. And then also uh, there's mm -hmm. a very good book called Compromised, okay, uh, that talks about Barry Seal. And, and you had uh, a Bill mm -hmm. Barr, okay, at, at that point in time you know, uh, being a liaison from the federal government uh, to uh, Bill Clinton as a state governor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris, was that, was that compromise that or was that compromise or compromised with a D at the end? With a D by Terry. I can't think of his last name right now, but yeah. Is it a trying day book? No, it's not. No, it's not. I wouldn't be surprised if you've got, I might be wrong. Do you, do we have trying day books about this particular stuff in Arkansas? Uh, well, the, the burying the boys goes into it uh, quite a bit. And mm -hmm. I talk, there's a little bit about it in, in fleshing out skull and bones also. Right. And now we're offering uh, many DVDs from Daniel's show, right? Right, right, and then they go uh, deep into it. Uh, America's uh, secret establishment and, and uh, American drug lords. Mm -hmm. Do you, and uh, what would be your last words? Because we have enough minutes for then me to ask about recent and upcoming releases, which I want you to talk about. So, what what first? Some some new new well, or upcoming books or some final thoughts for got, uh, the got, world these got, days. Uh, sleeper agent uh you know which i mm. strongly uh, uh recommend people to read i mean uh we have most people have have really no idea about how bio warfare 
uh, works and, and what biowarfare entails. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I've got another, we've got another book called Battle Space of Mind, AI and Cybernetics and Information uh, mm-hmm. that just goes very deep into how uh, we are being led along uh, in meme warfare. And, and again, it, it shows uh, where this uh, psychological warfare, you know, comes mm-hmm. from the German term meaning worldview warfare. Okay, and goes into a history of uh, 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 another secret society, the Thule Society, that uh, developed into uh, the Nazi uh, party. And it, it shows how we there's really a technological means, okay, of, of mind control and of, and of creating um, dissension and, and of creating um, new thoughts into people and, 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 and leading them down uh, these uh, paths uh, hmm. of just complete manipulation. And, and, you know, most people don't, well, I can't be manipulated. I'm, I'm doing my own thinking, right? Well, right. Uh, the sophistication of this uh, uh, psychological warfare um, is uh, quite amazing. And I strongly recommend, we're going we're gonna to actually uh, put this book out um, in a, in a free uh, standpoint, because it's it just so important for people to understand how they're being manipulated. My gosh, can you can you put some more particulars uh, about that? Do you want? Can you get a little more specific about anything from that book, Battle Space of Mind? Um, it, it's going to blow people's minds. Okay, uh, it, it's written yeah. uh, by a uh, an engineer. Um, you know, and uh, you've, it's got a lot of uh, quantum mechanics in it. It's got mm. a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, computer engineering stuff. And it, it, it really shows, you know, the history uh, of, of how this stuff developed and then uh, how, it, how it can be used to, again, uh, manipulate uh, uh, people's thinking. And, and again, because again, mm what these people have always been trying to do okay is to get people into camps okay and and you know uh we don't you don't like the people over there and they don't like you and 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 get them to 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 fight each other and and you know uh so it's it's very important in understanding how uh, this manipulation and and infighting happens i think battle space of mine is available just for pre-order right now it's just available for pre-order. Uh, it's you know it. it I've had when, to when uh, when might it come it out several you... times to, to okay. try and make it uh, uh, more readable so that 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 people right. can you know understand it because a big part of publishing is is you know taking somebody's work uh, that they understand uh, and to make it uh, you know more uh, available for everybody to 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 understand. Chris, we've got about 50 seconds left. Chris Milligan at Trine Day Publishing, TrineDay.com. Any final thoughts, my friend? Um, you know, don't take everything at face value. Uh, you know, uh, dig deep, uh, look into what uh, people have to say, uh, read books. Uh, don't just read one book and think you know mm. it all. Okay. Mm. Uh, 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 dig deep into subjects and, uh, you know, uh, treat your brothers and sisters uh, well, okay? Uh, 
Thank you so much, Chris. Chris Milligan of Tryanday, tryanday.com. It's an honor to do marketing for you and call you my friend. And this is TNT Radio.